Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Facts. What up, what up? Who is trying to get weird on a Wednesday edition of the Grease Pole Podcast, episode 15, coming at you. Pour yourself a strong one. Come along for the ride. Thank you for taking part. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Greasepole Podcast. Every episode is available uh, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already. If you have, thank you very much. Um, lot, lot to get to today. This should be a fun episode. This should be a fun episode. Not that I'm never ex- not excited, but uh, there was there was an incident over the weekend that ex- inspired, made me take a left turn into uh what we're going to talk about today so should be entertaining i don't think one fan base in particular is going to like it but they're not going to like this podcast anyway most of the time so go to hell um first and foremost big shout out to the flyers uh for saving the season multiple times last night within one game having a three to one lead and 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 looking okay for the most part except the second period always seems to be a disaster with the Flyers, I don't know what it is. 3-1 lead, though, nonetheless. About four minutes and change left. Uh, the Islanders make it 3-2. to Christ almighty, here we go. Two minutes and 41 seconds left. They fucking tie the game up, and you just go, ugh. And now we get overtime again. The only way we can win over the games in this series, apparently, is to go into overtime. Happened in game two when Phil Myers uh, won it quickly early on with a, uh, with a goal. To make it, you know, one-to-one, tie the series at one. The Isles took games three and four. Here we were last night. You know, the game goes to overtime, and 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 Provorov blasts it from close to the blue line. Scotty Lawton tips it in. Scotty Savior. And, you know, we live to, live to lose another day, but hopefully not in the next two games anyway. I'm convinced. You know, overall, the team looked good last night. I think Claude Giroux finally getting his first goal since March meaning the first goal in the playoffs, obviously, kind of lit a fire under the team's ass. You know, JVR came out, Reamer got one, he gets on the board. I mean, I will always contest that James Van Riemsdyk is a waste of $7 million in cap space every year. But regardless, he was one of the five leading goal scorers for this team in a regular season. So it he gets on the board, you know, and, and and things kind of seem to get going a little bit. Sean Couturier gets injured. Hopefully he's good. It seems like him getting injured whenever this team is in the playoffs. I don't want to – I don't – I mean, you talk about Carson Wentz. Every time this team has been in the playoffs, it feels like in his career, Couturier seems to come up with an injury. I mean, and, and, and you saw it again last night. Again, hopefully it's nothing serious. Hopefully he's good to go tomorrow night. I'm convinced – if if momentum's a motherfucker, right? We we've seen it throughout this series, and and in sports in general, not just pertaining to this conference semifinal series, but you know, look, man, if 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 the boys win, if the good guys win tomorrow night, 
and push a game seven. I'm convinced we win game seven. I'm convinced. So, you know, but but you can't get to game seven without winning game six. So hopefully everything happens tomorrow night. Hopefully the boys come out looking good. Carter Hart, you know, again, he can't do everything. I think Travis Konechny's best game of this entire postseason was last night, and he was a guy that you expected to kind of have that Claude Giroux-esque, you know, the what 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 the what the quarterfinals was in 2012 for Claude Giroux is what I expected this playoffs to be for TK. Travis Konechny so far, you know, you're not seeing a lot on the stat sheet, and you didn't really last night either, but he played his ass off. Kevin Hayes, loved the guy, worth every bit of it. You know, fingers crossed for the Flyers to come out tomorrow night and push it to a Game 7 on Saturday night. It's going to be in the middle of my fantasy draft. You know, it's fantasy loser nerd season. You know, but hey, you know, multitasking is a thing. So, you know, cheers to the boys and hoping they can do it tomorrow night, push it to a Game 7. Now, on to the birds. So, just as giving you a heart attack, you can correlate to the Flyers. You can also give that to the birds. Birds do the same shit. The injury bug, man, hovering around this team has been obnoxious. You know, again, it, it, we've touched on some of these before. Brandon Brooks, out for the year with a torn ACL. You know, we talked last time about Andre Dillard tearing his biceps. He's out for the year. That's two starting offensive linemen done for the year. Fucking hell. So, on top of that, Sunday's practice, Carson Wentz, he misses a practice with a lower body. We, now we have hockey injuries in football. Everything in hockey is an upper body or a lower body injury. You know, Wentz misses Sunday's practice with a lower body soft tissue injury. He observed practice. He was walking fine. Coach Peterson says it's a minor injury. We're not going to worry about it. But he's going to get this. He's week of rest as the birds prepare for the uh, for the Washington football team on uh, Sunday the 13th, I believe it is. Um, not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. So that's – and again, you know, okay, it can be nothing minor. But, you know, all you need to do is give the fucking internet in 2020 – you know, oh, hey, Carson's got another, you know, and here you go. Then come the memes and everything else. And it kills me to see my guy get shit on. But, you know, and then, you know, it, to that point, and I've talked here at nauseum about how I feel about the 53rd overall pick in the 2020 draft. And apparently he has looked very good in camp when Wentz hasn't been able to go. And he's been taking, you know, snaps with the twos, or excuse me, snaps with the ones now since Carson's out. You know, by all reports, he's going to surpass Sudfeld on the depth chart. He's apparently killed it in camp. But what kills me about these reports every year when it's, oh, so-and-so looks good, and this person, there's a new person every year. And, again, he's more high profile than a guy like, you know, fucking Bryce Treggs a couple years ago. He was the darling. You know what I mean? Uh, a couple years ago it was DeAndre Carter, who I think is now a special team guy in Houston. You, you get these guys every year. This year it's the 53rd overall pick in the 2020 draft. But what, like, what is a coach going to do, man? Do you really expect any coach to ever come out and go, yeah, he fucking sucks. He looks like shit. He's having a terrible camp. Like, and I, I appreciate the sentiment of, yo, he looks good. This player looks good. They're impressive. You know, on down the line of camp cliches and how guys look, but do you really expect a coach to come out and slam a guy? No. Of course not. You know, again, all reports say Jalen Hurts has looked good. Do I want him leading this team? Fuck no. This is Carson's team. That's why I hated that pick to begin with. All right, now, okay, maybe he's better than Nate Sudfeld. I, I ain't going to argue with you there. Okay, but, you know, again, 
be it as it may, you give the internet trolls in 2020 another Carson Wentz injury, even if it's a soft tissue injury and there's nothing wrong with him, they hold him out. He wouldn't be playing in preseason any damn way. You know, that they're going to run with it. And, you know, it's just, it's, you know, children on keyboards, whether, no, regardless of age, that's what it is. Uh, the big one, Jalen Rager, uh, rookie, first round pick, obviously. He leaves Sunday's practice after an awkward fall, and MRI confirmed he's got a small shoulder tear. He is reportedly going to miss about four weeks. So you've got the season opener at Washington. Then you've got the Rams at home week two. So Rager, if that timeline holds true, should be back for week three when the Birds host the Bengals in Philly. That's when he should be back. Now, again, hopefully he'll be back before then. You know what I mean? But but right around there is what you're looking at if that timeline is accurate. You know, you definitely don't want anything beyond that. You wanted Jalen Rager for a full 16. There's a reason he's there. There's a reason, you know, how Roseman invested a high draft pick in him when you had Justin Jefferson still on the board and all these other guys that we've discussed before. There's a reason Jalen Rager is on this team. He is going to be fucking vital to this team's success in 2020, in my opinion. <clears throat> then today, safety Will Parks is going to be out for multiple weeks with a lower body injury. There's another hockey one. All right. Avante Maddox, Hassan Ridgeway both have day-to-day injuries. You know, the Will Parks one there is a big one. You know, he, you know, Philly Will, he was going to play a part in this defense. Uh, looks like it might be, you know, early on, might be Kayvon Wallace season. You know, earlier than we expected. You know what I mean? Which isn't – I love that pick. I love that pick. I love that pick. It's one of my favorite picks in this draft when you talk about the the not obvious ones. Of course, everybody's going to like Jalen Rager. but not everybody because, you know, internet. But that's the popular one everybody looks at. When you start looking at the day three picks, love it. Love the Kayvon Wallace pick. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, I don't mean any disrespect to Will Parks. It sucks to see him get hurt. It sucks to see anybody get injured. Been there. Done that. Sucks. But – you know, again, that draft pick, it, it could play huge dividends. You know what I mean? I, I like the Kayvon Wallace pick. Versatile from Clemson. Brian Dawkins, you. You know what I mean? Maybe he's finally the presence. And, again, you need all the depth you can get. You need all the depth you can get. And there was finally kind of depth in that secondary, kind of, sort of, a little bit. And now you're kind of, you know, you're losing it, just like that O-line. When you lose, you know, Brandon Brooks and when you lose uh, Andre Dillard, Depth goes out the window when you lose multiple guys at the same position or in the same area. It's not going to be the same, you know. So, Will Parks, hopefully he gets well soon. Same with all these guys. It just seems like this injury bug thing is such a damn albatross. Every team deals with injuries. I don't want to be the guy that, you know, hey, you know, the universe has it out for us, shit like that. But, man, it just seems like the injury bug constantly just – Treats this team like Jody Foster and the accused. Constantly, man. And, you know, here we are. You get three injuries in the same day again. One, you know, couple weeks, two day-to-day. So not too crazy. But, you know, again, makes you wonder, god damn, what else is ahead? Let's just get let's get to week one against Washington. Let's get there healthy. Right? Now, to that point with the injuries to the offensive linemen, right? So Jason Peters came back. We touched on that. And the game plan was for him to play at guard uh, in Brandon Brooks' spot, and then Andre Dillard goes down. And the natural thing is, okay, well, we've had Jason Peters for years, and even though he goddamn will lead the league in false starts, and they will always come at the most inopportune time, and he is 
a future Hall of Famer by every stretch, and he means so much to this team in the locker room, on the field, everything we've touched on. Cannot overstate the importance of Jason Peters across the board. But, man, he wants more money if he's to play left tackle. Now, I get it if you're Jason Peters, I suppose, because with a left tackle, come you're protecting Carson's blind side, obviously. But at the same time, shouldn't it be from a guy that knows this offense, that knows the protections, that knows the scheme, that knows the offense, wouldn't it be easier to play left tackle since that's a position you've been fucking playing your entire career? You're going to have to adjust more to playing guard because playing guard, look, I'm a fat guy. I played every, I, I wasn't, when I played growing up, I was not a skill position player as they call it. I was in the trenches. Played every position along the offensive line. Playing guard and playing tackle are two different things. Two different things. So when you have Jason Peters now demanding more money or asking for more money, I mean, look, if you've got a job, you've got the guy who who will sit there and say, okay, I will do this for you, but I, I want more money. And, and nine times out of ten, that guy is right. You know, you're not going to take on a, 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 another job in addition to your job and get paid one salary. That's fucking bullshit. But they're not – Jason Peters is not going to be playing guard and tackle. You can't physically play two positions at one time. You can't do it. It's a team sport. You've been in this locker room, and now you want to sit here and go, okay – If you need me at my original spot, now I want more money. When you know, okay, the cap situation going into 2021 is kind of going to be up in the air, right? Given all the circumstances this year, you don't know what the cap's going to be. So teams are kind of being a little little more cautious with their cap space than they normally would. The Birds right now have around $23 So it's not a question of whether or not they could afford to give more money. They can 100% afford to give more money. Why the fuck should they? This is a guy who you bring in who wasn't exactly getting a ton of offers, okay? This, it wasn't fucking Trent Williams or somebody who teams are trying to trade for him and, and acquire him and find a way to get him on their team. Jason Peters was just hanging out. And Howie gives him a call, yo, man, we had an injury, Brooks is down. You know, I, I don't know. I wasn't there for the fucking conversation. I don't know exactly how it went, but I'm assuming it's something to that effect. Hey, you know what's going on. 79 just went down. We need somebody. We need depth. You're, you know, you are who you are. Come back for a year. We need you. And he agreed. At the end of the day, man, this is the ultimate team sport, at least in my opinion. You know, I didn't grow up playing every sport, but this is a sport I grew up playing, and I know that you need 11 guys on the same page to make any single play work. It doesn't fucking matter. And if you've got a guy who is that standard of – who is held in that regard in the locker room, you know, you've got these young guys and everything, man, how's that going to look? It's not going to set a good precedent. Again, I get you trying to get yours 100%. I get it. Alvin Kamara, the holdout situation with him now, is he holding out, is he not, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you think you're worth money, if you're drastically underpaid, get yours. Get yours. 
but nobody was banging down Jason Peters' door to offer him employment. They weren't. He got a job with it. Now, that's not to say that it wouldn't have happened, but when he came back to Philly, it was because of circumstance. That's what it was. Brandon Brooks goes down, then he gets a call. Now, there were rumors <clears throat> that, are, you know, that they would reunite at some point because he was what he was to this team. But again, an all-pro guard goes down, hey, we need you. You agree to come in. Okay, now the you know second season left tackle goes down, Andre Diller, we need you back at your natural spot. We'll plug Matt Pryor in, we'll make it work. But we need you to protect Carson. Because if you don't, who we just made a huge investment with, a guy you've, you know, fought with for years, if you don't protect him, given his quote-unquote injury history, you never know, man. Maybe one hit does fuck him for the rest of his career. I hope not. But you're doing the team a service by stepping up and playing your natural position. And if you don't like it, hey, you know, there's trades that could be made. I'm sure there's ways to make it work. I just, when I saw that, man, it made me go, God, Christ almighty, this motherfucker. And again, love Jason Peters. We discussed it. His number's probably going to be retired, and it should be. Love the guy. He is everything I've said. He will, you know, not going to repeat myself, but again, God damn, they're asking you to play your natural position here. That's it. And by the way, remember the fucking snap count. So... That's what I would tell Jason Peters if I were Howard Roseman, but I'm not. I'm just some dude that took a loud sip of a monster live into a microphone. So there you go. Now, when I had the idea for what I wanted episode 18 to be, right, I kind of went through because I, I I don't know. I'm assuming at this point most people, if you're listening to a podcast like this, you're a fantasy football guy, you're a fantasy football nerd. If it's If you're anything like me, I'm Scarface and it is cocaine. I fucking love it. I've got four drafts coming up this weekend, Labor Day weekend every year, is that this is what it is. The wife hates this weekend every year because she knows it's just going to be copious amounts of booze and just just running myself physically into the fucking ground because, you know, I'm a fake GM. But it's it's amazing. It's changed my life and my viewing experience. I shouldn't say that. It hasn't changed my fucking life. <laughs> God damn, that's extreme. But it's made my viewing experience on Sunday a little better because typically I wouldn't give a shit about what's going on in the Lions and fucking Cardinals game. I don't know. You know, or Lions-Jaguars. Well, because the Cardinals could be decent this year. Let's name two shitty teams, Lions and the Jaguars. But if I've got, you know, I don't fucking know. I drafted on Johnson in one league last year, and that fucked me big time. But if I've got him, now I have a reason to care about the Lions-Jaguars game, whereas before I couldn't give a shit. So... It changing my life is a goddamn overstatement, but it's it's fun. You know what it is. It's fun. So I was gonna be like douchebag podcast guy. Hey, you know, because I I like lists. Let's do five Eagles that you need in fantasy football in twenty twenty. And even even like doing that, I was like, fuck, man, I don't even know that there's five Eagles I would goddamn draft because I I don't know anybody else's policy. So my policy is. I, I like to try to work one in, even if it's fucking Jake Elliott. I try to work one eagle in just because, yeah, fun, right? 
So I'm like, fuck, man, is it really? I don't even know I could do a goddamn top five list. Fuck. So I'm like, okay, Car- I mean, it, we'll do it right here. Carson Wentz, Miles Sanders, Jalen Rager when he's healthy. You know, uh, Zach Ertz, of course. Uh, Jake Elliott's fine for a kicker. I'd, you know, probably stay away from the goddamn defense in the draft. See how they do the first couple weeks. If you need a waiver wire pickup, there you go. But I, what the fuck am I going to do a whole podcast based around that? You know? So, because that's that's all the shit that's going to be out there this coming week. Oh, hey, fantasy drafts. And look, I love fantasy football talk leading up to this time of year. But you can get that shit anywhere. So, <laughs> that related to fantasy football, I go to uh, a good buddy of mine's house on um, on Friday night. I don't know how any other leagues do it or whatever. The league that I quote-unquote commish and, in, you know, a couple of the other leagues I'm in, you do like the live draft lottery. You know what I mean? I'm in a keeper league. That's different. It goes off standings from the previous year. <clears throat> you know, by the way, your boy's got the first and fifth overall pick in this in this year's draft for that, looking to do some damage. And But, if, you know, the fresh leagues every year, the reset leagues, you, you know, you do the fresh drawing, whatever the fuck, right? Put names in a hat or a Tupperware or a bowl or whatever, fold them up, super OCD, cut them the same size, fold them twice, pull them out. Right, whoever you pull out first, boom, first pick. Whoever you pull out second, boom, second pick. Yada yada, so on so forth, blah blah. So, for one of the leagues, hey, draft lottery is going to be on Friday. You want to come? Fuck yeah, I'm there. Don't have to go to work. You know what I mean? I'm off work for the weekend. You know, okay, I'll go have a few beers. We'll do lottery, talk fantasy. Fuck yeah. Now, both there were two guys there. Here comes another loud gopal monster. Sounds hot. So both guys, department I went at, right? Both of them cowboy fans. <laughs> and then here comes my ass. You know, and we're 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 good friends, man. I I don't want to knock these guys, but it, it just turned into a broader because as the night goes on, you draw the lottery, okay, cool. You have a few, you know, you're going out to get a heater in, you know. You talk, right? You shit talk. And that it it is what it is. Especially, you know, a rivalry, Eagles Cowboys. But I started thinking about it because it as I'm in the middle of this conversation, it's just it's the same conversation I've had for thirty two years with other cowboy fans. Now I wanna preface this by saying not all cowboy fans are fucking idiots. Okay? The majority of you are. And these two aren't even fucking idiots, okay? So if they happen to hear this, love you guys. I'm not knocking you guys. It's just the conversation was funny to me, and I wanted to talk about it into a microphone. So, you know, buzz kicks in, and it just immediately, like, okay, now we're going to, like, it was like the instinct kicked in. We're going to, fantasy is out the window. Now, and that's fine. We don't have to talk about fantasy for four hours. Fucking Christ. But... (laughs) Now we have to talk about how awesome the Cowboys are going to be. And I just immediately wanted to fucking rip my dick off. I'm like, oh, God damn it. You know, because you, I, and I don't even know why, because I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. You know it is, right? And especially there's two of them and one of me. So it's like I am fucking meat to them. You know what I mean? And I'm not like probably quite where they are blood alcohol content wise i was still well good enough to drive home i'll just put it that way okay never drive home hammered kids especially in 2020 when there's ubers and shit just for the record disclaimer there you go that or call a friend so i was i was fairly good edge was gone but i was there 
and it became the Jerry Jones convo and how Will McClay has taken over their GM duties and he's this is why their drafts have gotten better and you know maybe this year and just 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 the whole deal and I just found myself going fucking hell man how many conversations have you found yourself in with a Cowboys fan and just midway through you want to fucking bang your head against the wall because like I didn't like I didn't lob in their lap like hey fuck you we're winning another Super Bowl this year it just happened organically it just happened. It was like they had to. Like, they couldn't help themselves but go, yeah, no, we're awesome. And, look, <laughs> I will admit on paper the Cowboys are more talented than the Eagles. I will admit that. And, you know, you're an Eagles fan. You can get pissed off all you want on on offense anyway. You know, not saying that's going to be the way it is forever. Not saying that's the way it's going to play out on the field. You don't play a game on paper. But, you know. Just calling it as I see it. I'll never be anything but honest. And so these conversation, it keeps going on to just, well, well, what would you, you do you really think, who's your owner's name? Because I'm like, okay, well, Jerry, I mean, Christ almighty, man. Do you really think fucking Jerry doesn't have a, 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 a like, you can give the credit to the drafts to Will McClay or whoever the fuck it is. <laughs> you know, and I've heard the name before. I know who he is. I shouldn't downplay him. But you can give the credit to the draft for him. But do you really think, did you see, when, when, when C.D. Lamb was drafted, Okay, 17th overall in April a couple months back. Did they show Will McClay fucking smiling on a goddamn boat when the pick was made? No, they showed plastic-ass Jerry Jones grinning from ear to ear because he's the one that makes the call. And from there, of course, it goes, oh, well, (laughs) you know, you don't think that what's your owner's name, which is funny as hell to me because, again, I like the fact that most people – don't know that the Eagles owner's name is Jeff Laurie. I like that because that right there tells me that, like, okay, he's he's doing his job. He's the owner. You're not supposed to see his fucking bald head everywhere. You know, he cut, he did a good promo the other day on everything that's going on in the country, and I love Jeff Laurie. He's a great owner. But, well, who's your owner? You don't think, Jeff Laurie, well, you don't think, you don't think he's got his fingers and everything, and you don't think he's uh you know, any decisions are made without him. I'm like, well, look, man, I don't like I'm not fucking there, first of all. You know, but I like I know enough about the way the organizations run that Howie Roseman's been there for years. You know, it, 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 there's a trust there, man. There's a trust there. And now, again, when it comes down to, you know, the Deshaun Jackson incident and shit like that. Yeah, I'm sure Jeff Laurie's got input. You know, and he knows he's well aware of everything that's going on in his organization, but he's not like a child. Um, I did that on purpose. It's become a gimmick now, just flatulence into the mic. So fucking why not embrace it? Um, so, I mean, you're talking to a microphone for half an hour. Something's going to happen eventually. Mouth noise is a burp, a gulp of monster. There you go. <laughs> just fucking embrace it. So, okay. I like the fact that Jerry Jones, or excuse me, Jeff Laurie, you don't, he's not the owner that's going out there all the time having weekly radio hits and shit like Jerry Jones is. You know what I mean? Jerry Jones loves the spotlight. He, he goddamn loves it. He had to come out there and, and let's kneel arms and, you know, a couple years ago. But at the same time, nobody on this team's going to take a knee. He's got to make sure he's heard constantly until shit hit the fan in this country a couple months ago and now he's quiet. And, you know, again, I'll point out that Jeff Laurie, Mr. Unknown, 
and I'm fine with that, has come out and addressed it. You know, and I'm, I'm look, man, I'm not like trying to be that guy, but it's just why when you get around Cowboy fans, is it always like they feel the need to like remind you like, well, we have a star on our helmet. We used to be good. It reminds me of like, you know, I don't know, man, like the fucking I'm 32 now. I graduated high school in 2006. So like I, I remember what some people look like in high school and then you don't see them for, you know, 10 years or so and you bump into them in a. I don't know, a fucking 7-Eleven getting beer or something, and you see somebody and you go, holy shit, you don't look like what you used to. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I mean, they probably had that same reaction for me as well, so duly noted. But at the same time, it, it's like, hey, you know, I used to be hot. Like, okay, I mean, that's fine and all. Like, I used to be hot. I can go fucking jerk off at your old pictures then. <laughs> but, like, what does that do now? What does that do now? Honestly. Like, CeeDee Lamb is cool and all, but he's done nothing yet, and he's already Jerry Rice. He's already Jerry Rice, and, and on top of that, the majority of the reason why that pick is, like, Cowboy fans are sucking the dick of that pick so much is because it was so obvious that we were trying to move up to get CeeDee Lamb. And that's why Plastic Jerry was grinning from ear to ear because Howie Roseman stolen guys from him before, and now I'm not stealing the the white tight end from South Dakota State from you in the second round. I'm stealing arguably the best receiver in this damn draft from you in the first round when everybody's watching after a pandemic when there hadn't been shit going on. So all eyes are on me, 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 attention. Look at me. That's what it is. It's just anytime you have a conversation with a Cowboy fan, it reminds me of just like they want to remind you of who they are. And like that's fine, but what fucking value does that have now? Like if I can sit here and go, we won the Super Bowl two years ago, and you go, well, yeah, but the next year we won the NFC East. Like then I'm allowed to go, you haven't won a Super Bowl since 1995 and who the fuck wins that argument and i'm not trying to do the hey let's pull it out here and pull out a tape measure and put it on the table but for the love of god man for the love of god you do it to yourselves you do it to yourselves so i ask a couple people on instagram hey give me examples of some dumb shit that you know cowboy fans told you over the years just what comes to mind and uh you know it's it's fun to read what people put James Lance is a Cowboys fan. He says, I feel personally attacked. Just keep in mind that not all of us Cowboy fans are the same. Some of us are well aware of how much a disappointment our team is. I'll also say that friendly shit talk is part of what makes sports great. Too many people can't laugh with it and just turn it into personal attacks, and that happens all too often on both sides. Look, and I agree with that. You can't – shit talk is part of – it's part of sports. It's part of the culture. It's part of, you know, I, I grew up in it. I That's part of it. That's part of it, man. And I'm all for it. What I'm saying is if you can dish it out, you better be able to take it, Glass House. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? And not all Cowboy fans are the same, James. You're 100% right again. And I love these guys, man. They're not dumb fucking people. My point is, like, you, if you give somebody, like, like – I mean, booze is a motherfucker, man. I'm Irish. I drink. I don't know. Stereotypes. There you go. Do what you want with it. But, like, 
when they get going, man, it, it, you can't you can't reel them back in. You can't. Kevin McCarthy, he says, all I ever hear from Cowboys fans are how many rings do you have? There it is. <laughs> there it is. All I always have to remind them that the last time the Cowboys were any good, your starting QB is now sitting in the booth next to Joe Buck. Again, you know, it, it, that's what it is. It's the it, five to one. Look, I get it. But what you don't understand if you're a Cowboys fan is that one means the equivalent of five to us. We got one. We got one. We're good, man. We're good. Now we want more. Fuck yeah. You know how many Eagles Super Bowl tattoos there are all over the world? Super Bowl 52 is forever embedded in everybody's mind. For life. For many people like me, it's the best day of their life. February 4th, 2018. You're never going to forget it. 4133. There you go. I believe I'm saying this name right. Uh, if not, I apologize. J.C. Rodas. I think I said that right. If not, again, my bad. Uh, one said, I love how it's one. Like, they're like cockroaches and shit. One said they had the best linebacking core in the league with, like, a uh, fucking seriously emoji. Uh, look, I, I'll say this. That is, on the on the pantheon of... The spectrum of dumb shit Cowboy fans have said. That's not one of the more egregious. I don't know off the top of my head if they have the best linebacking core in the league. I think Denver comes to mind. Uh, it, it, I'd have to think of some others maybe. Off the top of my head, I mean, Dallas did. But, I mean, Dallas, look, man, you got Leighton Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, and Sean Lee when he's healthy. I fucking hate it because he went to Penn State. I'm a Penn State fan, and I hate that he plays for the Cowboys, and he can never fucking stay healthy. But I will say this. The Cowboys have better linebackers than the fucking Eagles do. <laughs> so do with that what you will. Again, nothing against the smart ones out there, and that's a contradiction. There are some of you, but my God, you when you find yourself, it's like it, it, it's being in the comment section on Facebook in 2020 is what this is. And you're arguing with somebody, whatever your political views are, you're arguing with somebody who is on the other side of the fence. And you're trying to like reason with them and you fucking can't, you know? And I tend to be pretty cynical as an Eagles fan, even after Super Bowl 52. I'll be the first to shit on the birds. Wait till the season starts, all right? <laughs> you know, I run hot and cold with this team. But I love them. But there's that cynical part of me. And, again, I think a lot of it is rooted in I'm convinced, and, and I've noticed the Eagles, the population of Eagles fans has grown a lot over the years, especially not in Philly. It's grown in Virginia incredibly since I've been here. A lot of it happened when we signed Vic because he was a local guy, and then Super Bowl 52 happened, and there's fucking Eagle logos everywhere. It was the same way when the Saints won Super Bowl 41, I think it was. Or no, 44. It was the same damn way. Everybody got misplaced. Everyone was a Hurricane Katrina victim <laughs> because they moved everybody from Hurricane Katrina to – 757 in Virginia. Sorry, not buying it. You're a bandwagon guy. I'm not knocking. If, by the way, if you got misplaced for Hurricane Katrina, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying there is no way that like a hundred of you motherfuckers ended up in this little area of the world from, from New Orleans. Sorry, not buying it. If you did, my bad. I'll take it back. I'll fucking need a turd on the air or something. I don't know. But I've been rambling too long now, I feel like. Um, but before I get the hell out of here, I want to bring uh, Justin on, my producer here, and uh, I want to tell the people about our newest project, man. I've been talking for too long. 
Do you want to take the reins so I can gulp into the mic again, man? <laughs> want to take another swig of the monster? Yes, loudly. <clears throat> so while he swigs his monster, we started doing a show a couple weeks ago, Gear Freaks. And what happens inevitably is Corey comes over to do Grease Pole. And probably like 30, 40 minutes at least beforehand, yes. we talk about whatever. Yep. Uh and then for easily an hour after, every time we get caught up on gear. Yes, some sort of gear. Inevitably, yep. every time we're talking yep. about somebody's uniforms, and so light bulb moment. Yes, why don't we record those conversations? Let's do a podcast. I'm here anyway. It's fun as hell. Why not talk uniforms? And you know what? Everybody who hears about the idea is like, man, that's a good idea. It's different. And if people would listen, <laughs> I think they would agree. But it, 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 it's just us chopping it up. Yeah, man. Talking about uniforms. And I mean, you know, so far we've done our, our top 10. Yep. Bounce back and back and forth. And uh, we did kind of our current favorites. Yes. And kind of told the story that we just told. But... I'm just saying, go listen to it, and it's it's a it's loads of fun. It's so fun. It's so fun, and not that I'll I'll say this, man. I have a blast doing this every week. I really do, but I don't I don't know. I think other than the first episode, just to make sure, like, okay, I don't sound like a total dipshit from you know. It's been a while since I've done this, and you know, you kind of like I didn't listen front to back. I listened back to Gear Freaks, man, and it's so fun. Yeah. I mean, I hope I hope Grease Pole is. I hope this is too. But in Gear Freaks, man, it's if you like uniforms, if if you like sports in general, man, whether you're an Eagles fan or not, you know, I've I've sent uh, the top ten out to a couple people, and the feedback I've got is great, man. It's like you said, it's different, man. There's a million fantasy football podcasts. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of. I mean, even even this market, I'm tapping into. Eagles. I mean, there's there's a shit ton, man. Any Eagles fan everywhere. But who goes, yo, let's talk unis. Let's talk gear. It's it's cool because we don't limit it, limit it to just the teams that we like right. either. Right. As a matter of fact, you listen to the first four episodes, and we haven't talked about our teams Not at yet. all. Not even once. Uh, Not we, even we've, once. We've talked more about teams, <clears throat> Detroit Red Wings, that we hate. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, exactly. We have to work in that we hate them, though, because eventually, oh, yeah. you know, people- They got to get worked over. Yeah, you got to get familiar with the fandom. You know what I mean? But if we hate a team, we're going to let you know, but oh, yeah. it's not limited to, you know, hey, buddy teams who we like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you have good gear, you're going to hear about it from us. As yes. Much, I don't want to give away too much, but like my top two were teams- I don't like. They were. They were. And I remember as we were doing it and that you were putting them in, I'm like, what? Yeah. The hell is wrong with you, man? <laughs> but you know? You, but then you look at it and it's like you can't argue. Yeah. Like it's, it's there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's there for a reason. So give us a follow on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Gear Freaks Pod. Um, it's, it's fairly new again. Episode three just dropped this uh, actually yesterday. New episodes mm-hmm. every Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, I got my days mixed up. Because happens. yeah, the schedule's been a disaster lately. So uh give it a give it a follow at Gear Freaks Pod. Subscribe, rate, and review to that as well. Check it out. I think you'll like it. Spread the word and spread the word about this bad boy as well. Hopefully you've enjoyed episode eighteen. It's been a fun ride. Hopefully I didn't get too offensive and worked up. I'm sober, so hopefully I didn't get too gross. But uh, you know, if I did, we'll try and get more gross next week on episode nineteen. So uh Extra flatulence, as always, is what this podcast comes equipped with. I hope you like body noises. If not, you know, hey, I don't know what to tell you. But subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars would be optimal. 
uh, or whatever you feel like. And feedback is always uh, welcome and encouraged at Grease Paul Podcast on Instagram. Stay tuned there as well. Give a follow because episode, episode new episodes are supposed to drop every Monday. But there's been some stuff going on I'll get to eventually on the air. Um, you know, we had to shuffle some stuff around. That's why we're doing a second episode uh, on a Wednesday. So there you go. So some things might be getting moved around a little bit. Monday's the typical day, but follow along there at Grease Paul Podcast. If anything changes, if it's not on a Monday, I'll let you know there. So with that being said, hope you enjoyed this one. I will see you next week. In the meantime, go birds. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another Grease Paul night in Philly. 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 Philly.